You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. So I'm leaving. We are back. <laughs> well, well, please, yeah. Please. Have a good show. <laughs> Jonathan, please. Do we have our theme song? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'm still drinking. I, I think, know. yeah, I think it's wearing <laughs> off. I know, um, right? At some point. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to. Hi. Yeah. We I'm had spoken. a fun, we had a fun night last night. Let's, and so let's it's talk just about bleeding that. over. Let's, let's start with that one. But okay, yeah, bleeding we'll over. Okay, we'll start here. First of all, if you remember a few weeks ago, we had um, Dave on from the Spokane Humane Society. Yeah. And their big event that they do every, every year, the Furball, yeah. which is the benefit yeah. for them, we got to go last night. It was, a, it was a hoot and holler. It wasn't. It was at the Grand. Yeah, the Grand Davenport in the Grand Ballroom. Yes, and it was more fun than it should be. <laughs> you know, actually, yeah, it should be yeah. that fun because it was. A we blast. made it fun. To be yes, honest. we did. Yeah. yeah, let's be honest. Um, that food was amazing. The wait staff, <gasps> I have uh, so sweet. They loved us. Yeah, yeah. Brianna, it was great. It was great. It was great. Yeah, oh, and great. the cheesecake. Let me tell you, the cheesecake. Oh, oh to die for. To yeah, die for. And it was like in a little. Uh, uh, I mean, I was in a little circle, but it had like little puppy paws all over. Yeah, it, and it had this little doggy biscuit. Short, yeah, a shortbread dog biscuit. Yeah. Oh wow, oh, it was great. And then they had the parade of paws, where I almost took home two new dogs. I know spaghetti hey, and meatballs. Speaking, they were the cutest things yeah, ever. Speaking of which, if you if you do decide to get a new dog, yeah, um, I, I'll, we'll talk. But there's an opportunity for you to get another little dachshund. <gasps> oh, potentially. I love the the way you frame it too. There's an opportunity for you to get another. Little yeah, dog. right. And you will actually honestly have to negotiate that with Roscoe. Yeah, well, and that's what and that's what I figure because Roscoe, uh, he you know, he's a little bit to jealous meet and yeah. approve of yeah. all <laughs> new members. But yes, because I want to get him a brother. I think it would be good for him to be yeah. a little more socialized, even yeah. though he loves being an only child. Ugh, but I think we need spoiled. We, yeah, he yeah. does. Right, we need right. to we need to well uh, work on that. I'm sure it's going to take a little bit, but he'll get there. Yeah. Oh, he will. Yeah, yeah, because he he actually enjoys other little dogs. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. Anyways, yeah, I love that idea. Oh I God. really do. Here. Okay. okay. So. Yep. We went there. I we went there early. We made a day of it. We, we were out and about, right? Yeah, yeah. We started at one, but the thing started at six. Yeah, we went shopping and everything. Yeah, we had, we lunch. had lunch. It was fun. Yeah. And, oh wait, first of all, shout out. So we went to the Brooklyn Deli, which I haven't been, which is really good. If you haven't checked the it out, the atmosphere there is mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Very city esque. Very Brooklyn, then, actually. Yeah, very Brooklyn. I've never been. Food was good. Yeah. I will say though, if you go there with an attractive friend, <laughs> okay. who's younger than you, like Sergey, the girl in the front. Will treat you horribly <laughs> and because was, she's mad that you're talking. Because what she wants to do is flirt with your friend. You know, she like threw upsetting. my credit card at me. Oh, she did. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, and she's talking to you. I, you're so familiar. And I'm like, but I'm ordering. I'm like, uh, so what's the soup of the day? Um, it's written right behind you. Yeah. She oh, was very she, rude. I know you. I know. <laughs> We're just like, what is happening? And it, yeah, exactly. And it was really weird for me because um, hi, I'm here with my friend, <laughs> and right. she is just being oh, not, she, she's being rude. She was not having jerk. me at yeah. all. Yeah, and then small talk. You're right. She yeah, was like, was, "Hey, you look so familiar. Yeah. Do you know this, 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 and this?" And I'm like, "I know." Name off more people that I don't know, please. <laughs> it was very awkward, Ugh. and I don't normally care, but just don't be rude to I, me. Because well, first of all, exactly, do you not know my rules? You I, should just by looking at me. <laughs> do not come for me unless, unless I, I send for you. you. And Amen. she came for me. So, well, it's funny because after you know we were sitting and. Um, 
eating our our sandwiches, yes. and she comes up and she's like, "Oh, did did you need a coffee? Oh, she not was that wasn't you. Oh, okay, so she went away. Horrible and, uh, tactic to just get to talk to you some I'm, more. I'm pretty sure she actually asked me out to go get coffee with her. Later, right? But I don't. I almost I just yelled in down. the middle of the deli. He's gay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, just to get it done, because I'm just like, mm-hmm. "Hello, I'm trying to eat with my yeah. friend." So yeah, right. Anyway, so we did that. We did end up at the Davenport early, and so so Sergey and I wanted to see the view. We did. We did. But here's the thing. At the Grand, unless you have a key to one of the rooms, you can't get up in the elevator. Yeah, you can go to floor three, I think. Yeah. That's the highest. So what did we... Because we need to get up to the 17th, I think is where it was. (laughs) Yes. And so what do we... We just end up in the elevator with people who have keys. Yeah. And we act like, oh, we... Didn't, yeah, could, hey, could you hit, hit 17? Yeah, and Thanks. so we did yeah. get up to oh, that yeah. floor, and <laughs> and w- I think they saved the view on the 17th floor for the presidential suite because they did. I, actually, the they tiny did, yeah. window we did see the view of wasn't that impressive. No. <laughs> you, <laughs> so. you got to see, like, Sprague in the hospitals, and you're like, oh, <laughs> right. cool. And we did go to the presidential suite because we figured the view was in there, but you, you have to have the fingerprint. Yeah, they have the, yeah, they have the whole So we couldn't get in. And, and it's a double door. It's the French doors that I open know, in, and I'm like, so hun. Good. Right. Honey, we are. But going. what is the favorite, the favorite story? Yeah. Of okay. Last so, <laughs> I love this. Uh, you and I, of course, are killing time. So we're sitting yeah. in the fabulous lounge uh, there by the fireplace, right? Uh, just talking, being us, being loud and obnoxious, of course. Yeah, you know, uh, like we do. Right. Which, which is what we call entertainment. So, <laughs> yeah. if, if you didn't know, you're welcome. Right. And so there's uh, there's this man sitting uh, on the couch next uh, next to us, and. He stands up and then he approaches us. He's like, "Can I just say something?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, sure." And he's like, "I just wanted to point out that this is what gay people look like when they have a power, power outage. outage." And then he points at himself and he's wearing like a sweater, he sweats, looks like he's and a hat. Yeah. yeah, And he's like, "This is what a straight man looks like when they're at a power outage." It, <laughs> yeah. That was great because so we, first and we of were all, dressed. We don't fancy. know him, yeah. so <laughs> I absolutely great. love that he came up to us and was like, "You guys are obviously gay." Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I also yeah, love yeah, that he yeah. just assumed that this is how we dress at a power because we were going outage, to a fancy yeah. party. So you know, I had on my fedora and my <laughs> yeah. tie, and you were all dressed to the nines. We had great yeah. shoes on that we bought that day. Oh yeah, and shoes so were he on. was hysterical. And then his wife comes over and she's like, "Tell me, he did not just say to you what I think he said to you." Yeah. <laughs> we're like, "Yeah," and it was awesome. It was awesome because it was epic, and they and were the nicest tur- people. Turns out, uh, he used to be on the IMBA board. Yes, um, and they she, go to the gala every. She year, worked so they, with Odyssey she for did. years. Um, yeah. yeah, and they've listened to Outspoken before. So yeah. shout out if you're listening to Outspoken today. Because they were awesome. People. They're my favorite people now. Yeah, because yeah. first of all, anybody who, who can just come up to two <laughs> guys and be like, hey, seriously, obviously you're gay. Yeah. And you dre- and you look hey, fabulous. And anybody who yeah. tells me that I dress nice, I'm like, hey, I'm, you're my favorite person right. that's ever existed. So right. best story ever. Then we do get into the gala. They lost your mm-hmm. name, but they found it. <laughs> well, we, um, yeah, yeah, it was it was, it was difficult. We were, we were, we were the, the first, first people, people to check <laughs> in, you know, because yeah. that happened. And anyways, we had a great time. It, you know, they had all the parade mm-hmm. applause. They're such. They doubled the amount of people this year than they usually have yes. for ball. Yes, such a great organization. Check out the Spokane Humane fantastic. Society yeah. if you didn't hear the interview. They're just really worth it. And this. This and shout out to Maria Walker, of course, um, who vice president of the board over there. She worked really hard on that as well. We both know her very well. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody involved there yeah. is amazing. So yeah. it was a lot of fun. We there was a photo booth, so there you wa- know where we were. Yeah, uh, we like have probably seven or eight uh, yes. of the photo cards. Yep. Yeah. I finally asked the photographers, "Is there a limit yeah. to how many times we can be here?" <laughs> They're like, "Not for you guys." You no. Guys. Well, well, they said they would stop when they were shutting down. So yeah, yeah, and actually, we were the last pictures. We and were. I saw them packing up. 
<laughs> yeah, well, because we saw them packing up, so we rushed. We're like, one more, one more, one, one more. more, one more, and one of more. Course, so it was a fun. Oh, we had yeah. all our friends. We just kept cycling through. Yeah, well, else? and how how can how can you not? I know, it was right? So much fun. I have to say that on my notes, I wrote down to talk about the couple that approached us as the lobby incident. The lobby <laughs> that incident. Was, that's okay. how that yeah. works. But, <laughs> anyways, I also want to say that. Um, yeah. While yesterday during our big thing, I listened to a show on KRS that's on Saturdays. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and it's the Persian Hour. Let me just tell you right now that um, Sharo, who is the the host of the Persian Hour, is a t- storyteller. Like I had so much fun listening to it. Plus, you got yeah. you get to listen to cool music that he plays during it. But then he talks, and it. I will admit, it was the first time I had had listened to it really. You know, focused yeah. listening. It was. Like, just, you know, it's in the background or whatever. No, this was, I was wanted to hear it. Invested. So much fun. Right. One of the right. nicest people ever. But he told this amazing story. So, on Saturday, it was his 37th anniversary of being in America. He came over when he was 16. Okay. And he talks about how he came over and his parents, because there was a revolution where he were, sent the kids abroad. So, he ended up having to go to Texas because that's where his brother was studying architecture. So, he goes there. <laughs> And his his new sister-in-law picks him up. First of all, he finds out that the British teachers who taught him English, he was really mad because he studies hard. And he comes over and his sister-in-law's from Louisiana. And he said, and I, we couldn't understand each other at all. Because of the like, accent yeah, difference. the right, accent right, right. and then the words are a little different. Dialects and everything. But anyway, he love, talks about how his, his brother comes to him and says... Right. My in-laws are throwing you a welcome to America party. Right. And he's right. so excited. He's like, I cannot believe they are being this wonderful. I am so honored. So... They drive over. He goes, well, when's it going to be? Is it on the weekend? He's like, no, it's going to be on Thursday. It's like, oh, I thought Americans took weekends off. He's like, they, they needed to have it on Thursday. So he goes, they get, they drive three hours to Louisiana. Yeah. They get there, and there's, it's very much deep south. There's all lots of pickup trucks. Deep, I mean, sorry. He, yeah. I'm just repeating right. what he yeah, said. Lots ahead. of people Go in ahead. overalls. Yeah. And this is happening, and he, there's food everywhere, and they're, you know, and he's dressed really nice because he's honored that they're honoring him, and he yeah. keeps <laughs> thanking people all day. Thank you for having this in my honor. Sure. He even at the end, before they left, gave a speech because he felt the need to give right, a speech. Right, right, right. And thank everybody. He goes, and people kept looking at me funny. Yeah. So he's like, but I didn't know. It's great. Well, the next year rolls around. He's been in school for a year, and his brother comes to him. My in-laws are throwing you an anniversary first year in America party. And he's like, that is the most gracious thing anybody could ever do for me. Yeah. Wow, they are the nicest people ever. And he's like, when is it? Well, it's on Thursday. And he goes... I've been in America now for a year, and I am learning American tra- traditions, and all of a sudden, it all clicks. Thursday's Thanksgiving. <laughs> He's like, so my I, brother I, pulled a fast oh one and kept telling me. So he goes, now I understand I'm giving speeches to these people about, well, you know what? thank you, <laughs> you know what? for throwing me a party, How but it's just Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving, so he was giving thanks to them. Right, yes, So right. not inappropriate. And a little bit about immigrants, as it is. And it you was, what? you know, celebrating the Native Americans who welcomed us. Right. And and, and he, he was seems like, like he was a lot more gracious in his return than Americans were when he yeah, took right. over the country. Right, exactly. I'm just, <laughs> just he, saying. You know, he didn't murder tribes. Oh, but I love that story, so I had to share it. I love that. Well, hey, you know what? From now on, go to Thanksgiving, give a speech in, I, your, in, in, in your honor. Sergey, like, do yeah. you th- don't you think we would do that anyways? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> we would just be awkward yeah. and just be like, just be like, thank you. Last night, hi, thanks for it's coming. Furball. We yeah. just get up on the mic and we're like, thank you so much thank for you. throwing this for us. Yeah, <laughs> that was so great. We're honored to be here. Right, <laughs> right. I love it. We almost did it. Anyways, if you get a chance to listen to the Persian Hour on Saturdays, it is a lot of fun. He had some great guests, and and it's just fun to listen to his stories. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I do highly recommend that you you 
see the Persian album. See it or see you it. Know, maybe just listen to it. Yeah. And that. Exactly. So. And you know what? If you're listening to the show and you missed the first 10 minutes, which are the most important 10 minutes, and you want to catch up on it, remember, we're always on iTunes. Exactly. Or you missed the rest of the show. You missed another show. You want to hear it ridiculous, again. ridiculous, but maybe you uh, We're on iTunes. Uh, find us. Outspoken is uh, where you'll find us. And leave a review and, uh, you know, rate Do. us. Give us the five Subscribe stars. Subscribe and tell us how amazing Give we us are. The we five really stars. appreciate those Exactly. Things. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, on that note, we're going to take a quick song break. We're going to uh, listen to uh, Milwaukee by The Both. You are back with KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. We need to do a quick shout out. We do not know the name, but I'm going to say this. So the boys were reprimanded and we, oh, yeah. we are, we are going to own it. So a school teacher who listened, who was listening earlier, hopefully they're still listening now, um, listened like earlier, called in to let us know that um, the pilgrims really didn't have anything to do with this holiday we call Thanksgiving. Now, and I apologize if I get this wrong, too. I feel like I'm in the principal's <laughs> office. But something about Abraham Lincoln inventing Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So, hey, I love it when they call and then they... I mean, I do. You know, I, I didn't someone know out that. there I fact, go back to school. Fact check that. Go yes. ahead and fact check that. Uh, get back to us and see uh if that's true right I really this am is a interested school teacher now. who is a member of kyrs so right. they're just trying to help us out and be better hey thanksgiving is in four days we might as well know the right. origin of the holiday plus he's probably uh he's used to those unruly class clowns and we are that uh, yeah. and so he's like <laughs> oh, yeah. no i'm gonna i'm gonna call you out now so thank you thank sir you. we do appreciate <laughs> it sir, actually did you just call him sir yeah uh, i feel like okay. i'm in school again i want to oh, be well. respectful all right well, i learned something <laughs> so okay <laughs> anyways sergey yeah. and i we have been uh lately we've been looking at we do seminars for a lot of high school students and a we lot do. of kids. We do, we yeah. do. And we talk about the importance of queer media and where it's began and the and and, and the history and the yeah, context. Yeah, so kids will know. Well, one the of the of course yeah. the oldest LGBT periodicals that's out there is the Advocate. They started way back, even before Stonewall, 1967. And so we wanted to bring on an expert himself, Editor-in-Chief Matthew Breen of The Advocate Magazine, to Outspoken. So we want to welcome you right now. Matthew, are you there? Yes. Hi. Thank you. No, thank you very much. And we did want to start, you know, what's been interesting is, like, kids have requested us to talk more about the history of queer media and that they want to know print media and all of this. And, of course, The Advocate is something I have, since I came out 20 years ago, has been a huge part of really the education of uh, of us young gay people coming out. Do you mind giving us a little history to this magazine? Yeah, sure. I'm happy to. Um, it started in Los Angeles um, following the Black Cat demonstrations. Black Cat was a bar in the Silver Lake neighborhood of Los Angeles. Um, and on uh, New Year's Eve uh, 1967, it was raided by police. Um, and but, you know, uh, heads were bashed in and noses were broken and arrests were made. And, uh, was, uh, you know, uh, uh, people were essentially arrested for assembling while being gay. Right. Uh, and that uh, was terrible. And uh, there was an organization uh, in the area that decided to take over an existing newsletter called Pride mm-hmm. and use it to inform uh, primarily gay men about uh, about raids of this kind to protect them so they didn't get arrested, which, you know, uh, being arrested at that time uh, w- was tantamount to um, a scandal. You could lose oh, your job, you could be estranged from your family over it. It was it could really ruin your life. Uh, so 
the Los Angeles Advocate was started up mm-hmm. in February of 1967 as essentially a newsletter uh, to to warn people. Uh, it was it was illegally and secretly mimeographed in the in the basement of ABC Studios for a while. Oh, so wow. it kind of has a cool Hollywood history. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And it was sold in bars for 25 cents. Okay. Uh, Since then, it has um, turned into a a broadsheet newspaper Mm -hmm. and a magazine. Um, It has uh, grown to encompass uh, L and then later B and then later T to become a full-fledged LGBT news uh, media publication. Sure. Um, And, you know, one one of the major uh, important moments in uh, LGBT media, broadly speaking, was when the advocates started getting advertising from some big major companies like Subaru and Campbell right. and Ford and, and, and Coors and, you know, uh, uh, places, uh, organizations and big, big companies that had never um, wanted in the past to be associated with any LGBT media. Um, the advocates convinced them that uh, the, our readership was, was important, uh, mm-hmm. that dollars would be well spent, um, that we're brand loyal, all those sorts of things. And um, I'm sorry, I'm on, I'm on a train. I apologize <laughs> for any ambient noise. No um, worries. <laughs> uh, and uh, this was in the early 80s. And, uh, you know, I think you've you, you found a lot of industries follow suit since then, finding LGBT media uh, worth investing in. Mm-hmm. And when was the turning point? What, what was there... Was there something that made that turning point happen where there was more legitimate advertising that obviously helps any periodical to grow? What was it that began that shift? Well, for a long time, the advocate was supported by classified. This was pre-grinder, pre, uh, right, you know, right, yeah, even phone party yeah. line, pre-internet, uh, pre-all of that. People would leave uh, notices, and gay men in particular would leave notices, like where they lived and and what they, who they were and what they were looking for in terms of dating or relationships or a hookup or whatever, and they would post that in the back of the Advocate. The Advocate had a really thriving classified mm-hmm. section mm-hmm. and the support of the publication for a long time. And it was the decision to sort of forego that section and seek uh, major advertisers uh, that made those advertisers a little more comfortable with, with uh, the idea of being in the publication. Sure, um, sure. It gave it a sort of a less uh, sex-focused right. yeah. um, outlook on, uh, on the world uh, and turned out to be a, a major turning point in advertising in LGBT media. Mm-hmm. That was in the early 80s. That that, uh, that request. I don't have the exact date. <laughs> right, right, of course. So now, now that uh, you know, media is very much uh, digital and available online, how has that changed uh, the course of Advocate and has that you know, affected uh, ease of you know, ease of uh, information. information at all. Well, it's changed enormously. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we have had about, uh, we have a pretty steady print subscription yeah. um, rate for, for quite a long time. But, you know, that's far and away outstripped by the people that can see our content. That's uh, print content that goes online and also online content that's original to the website. Um you know, we have between, I think it's around four and six million unique uh, uh, users a month now on Advocate.com, which is, you know, it's just a pretty, um, yeah, that, that, you know, even if, if you're talking about, it's, it's a lot more than just um, LGBT people, uh, specifically speaking. It's, uh, we're reaching a lot more than um, every queer person in America, if you if you look at the numbers in a sort of a scared sense. Um, so it's it's allowed us to, to grow well beyond 
be bound of our print readership uh, and to reach um, our or original intended audience, but also the broader world as well, so that we can place um, news events and interviews and feature stories and, and criticism, both in context for LGBT readers so they understand uh, those events in relation to the world in which they live, but also they can, uh, non-LGBT people can understand the world uh, in relation to us uh, that, that we inhabit. So uh, you, you get to, to further and deepen the relationship that we have with um with the world at large. Right. And, you know, from us, you know, we're up here in the Northwest, but we're like on the eastern side of Washington, which is right around, you know, that Idaho area. So the conservativeness on our side of the state compared to like Seattle and Olympia is huge. So, of course, you know, there's this conversation out there. So much has changed for us, which has been amazing uh, for the LGBT community. But do you do you all at The Advocate get I mean, still understand and, and get that sense of importance that you play for those of us that maybe aren't in the most progressive areas. Does that still weigh in uh, as you lead this amazing magazine? You know, it, it, it really does. Um, I get letters, um, mostly emails or comments to stories on, on the website now uh, that really let us know that um, there's someone who might not be able to take a subscription of the magazine to their home because of, because of who might see it, um, really can have a lifeline to uh, a world that they, you know, that they might have thought that they were completely isolated from. Um, so we get people, young people t- telling us this periodically, but we also get um, older people who just are really uh, kind of amazed at the world that we have created sure, for ourselves, sure. um, who couldn't have anticipated it when they were younger, who couldn't ent- have anticipated coming out or being out of work or, um, you know, or being out about their gender identity or getting married to a partner of the same sex. I mean, right. some of these things are really unfathomable to the readership that has been with us for such a long time. Uh, so that's a nice reminder, too. Not only yeah. not only are we reaching people that really need to be reached, but, you know, but, but, but that, that response in return is a really great history lesson and a reminder that the world was not ever thus. And right. LGBT media has really made... Uh, has, has had a huge uh, and irreplaceable role in the advances oh, yeah. that we've made yeah. as a country and as a nation. Exactly, uh, absolutely. In, in the world, in fact. Yeah, I remember being 19 years old, a very young gay guy, my, you know, coming from a Baptist minister's family. And I remember going down to my local Hastings and you, the advocate was still in that weird green plastic because yeah. <laughs> it's still you. It was such a secret. And, you know, you felt so dirty. I'm like, I swear I'm not getting porn. It's really yeah. just. But <laughs> I still remember. And to know that this periodical, I mean, has come from a newsletter you know, decades ago to Hillary Clinton on the cover of this news yeah. magazine has got to be for you. I know, I believe you've been editor-in-chief since 2011, if I read my facts right. That's right, yeah. That has, what even brought you there, and does that ever seem daunting, uh, this great well, history you that you hold? Well, not to be daunted by it too much, because that can really, you know, right. put a crimp yeah. in your ability to sort of think imaginatively <laughs> about what needs to go to the next issue if you're just sort of crippled by that sort of Right. Uh, I, don't, I don't think of it as a status on a daily basis in any respect it's just, it's, it's just work and I'm really glad to get to do something that I that, that I feel is important yeah, and yeah. interesting and challenging so that's how, that's how I view the job mm-hmm. but uh, but uh, but yeah I started um, I started out magazine in 2003 mm-hmm. and at that time um, you know it was really uh, it was often really tough to get um, people into the out 100 or to get people to be out right. uh, you know musicians and artists I was primarily doing 
uh, entertainment, uh, music, and film content. Uh, and just, uh, you know, just the, the, the difficult um, scrambling each issue to get people who we knew were queer to, to talk about it in the media or to, to find artists who were out to, to report on, that was not easy. Sure, sure. Um, and, you know, now we're finding uh, major movie stars and, and headlining right. music acts and, mm-hmm. um, and politicians and all, you know, people from all, all sorts uh, of realms that, that are out and proud about it and have no qualms about, um, you know, interviewing with us. And uh, that's been a sea change. And that, that's amazing to see uh, from a reader's perspective, just seeing those stories evolve like that. Now, we do a lot of work, like we mentioned before, with uh, a lot of the youth in the LGBT community. And I know a big question they've had uh, and they'd want us to ask is, how, how do you get your foot in the door? How do you start with LGBT media, especially if it's print? Uh, you know, if someone out there is a writer, how do they get their foot in the door to write for people like Advocate? Or if someone, you know, does any sort of media, how do, how do they do it and advance in a way that is positive towards the LGBT community? Sure. Um, first off, you have to be writing all the time, and, and it's right. easy to set up your own WordPress or whatever you know other site and put your content up there on a on a regular basis. Sure. Um, and I think people too often make the mistake of just putting up musings or their or their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all that all that's fine. You know, critical thinking skills are really um, going to get you a bit further. Uh, so, you know, talking about the events of the day in in, in uh, context of your own life. Um, you know that that sort of thing is really is really interesting if you're very just first starting out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going fascinating places, you should be writing down all, all about your experiences. Uh, I take pitches from uh, from uh, contributors, uh, maybe from our, our regular stable contributors for me, but mm-hmm. also every issue I get contrib- I get pitches from from new people that I have never worked with in the past. And what I do is I read their work. Um, and I don't expect everything to be polished, but I expect there to be you know, strong writing skills there um, and reporting skills. And if there are, uh, I will very often hire somebody, um, give them uh, you know, a piece to write. Uh, and uh, that, that's, that's for Advocate Print. But I also work on Out Magazine as well uh, and Out.com. And often we'll say, you know, maybe give this, give this topic a whirl on Out.com. And that doesn't necessarily pay, but it's really, you know, it's a chance to be published. Right. It's a chance to go through the process of, an, of sure. working with an editor on shaping uh, and reshaping and reshaping sometimes your story until it's uh, publication worthy. Um, and if, I, I find some people, even established writers, have a hard time working with an editor. But right. um, the trick to working with an editor is knowing that that editor knows the publication better than right. anybody else. Sure. Yeah, because so, you know, crafting the crafting the story to suit the editor is often the sort of thing you have to do in order to get published. Right. Um, you and, don't compromise your own integrity, but yeah. but you have to trust that, that that editor knows what's going to work for the publication. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, Matthew, as we wrap up here, uh, one last and final question for you is: as we move into the future and we're dealing, obviously, there's still hotbed issues out there. What do you think the importance of LGBT media is? And how do you think our responsibility as as people who, who share that uh, is going to become as we move into the future? Um, you know, I think it's hugely important. Um, and, and a lot of people have been asking, particularly in, in the wake of the marriage equality uh, mm-hmm. victory um, across the nation, you know, is this, does this mean that LGBT media is done? Are our stories told? Do we, right. you know, should we all pack up and move on to other things? <laughs> but instantly you see that... Um, 
religious uh, freedom restoration acts yes. across the country are popping oh, God, up, yeah. and there are still mm-hmm. uh, red state governors and red state legislators and 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 local um, you know uh, autocrats who Absolutely. who really still mean to do us harm. There are plenty yes. of stories to be told. And you also think, see things like the drop the T uh, change that right. position, position uh. which was really pretty gross, if you ask yeah. me. Mm-hmm. There are people in their own population right. who are seeking to sever um, you know, the most vulnerable and, and the most imperiled of us from the dialogue. Uh, we got a long way to go before we're all uh, accepted and equal, but... Uh, we also have to, we, in addition to educating people outside our communities, we have to continue to educate people within our population as well. Exactly. Um, that work is not done. Uh, those stories are not finished. And um, yeah, it's, we're going to be, it's going to, LGBT media is going to be a thing for quite some time to come. Exactly. And I always like to say when people ask us that same question, as long as there are Kim Davises in this world, we got a lot of work to do. So I think Absolutely. that's, we, we get it. And I just have to thank you for being, you know, taking the role of a magazine that, I think has shaped so many of our and lives as gay to. as yeah. gay individuals as an LGBT in- mm-hmm. individual whether it was 20 years ago to today. Yeah. So thank you for all the work that you continue to do there and for talking to us here on Outspoken. Great. My pleasure. Thanks to you guys too. Okay, thank you. You have, you have a, a wonderful day. Keep up the good work. Thank Thanks. you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. And that was, if you're listening right now, that was Matthew Breen. He is the editor-in-chief of The Advocate Magazine, one or the leading LGBT news source magazine that's out there. You can get them online. You can get them on Facebook, which I read a lot of my stories off of Facebook's uh, when I want to keep up yeah, to date. Which is and the magazine it. itself, which I've had, uh, I've been a subscriber for, for right. off and on for years. And I'm telling you, I do remember that green bag that the it would come in at Hastings, Hastings yeah. and I would have to yeah. open it up of course I would have to hide it in my room well yeah because it was well, like porn to you know if, right because you had to hide it. Find it yeah if dad had found that sure, oh sure. well see yeah see, I, I remember uh in high school I would always go to advocate.com just to yes. see what the news were because you know it's it's fascinating you're like well I want to well, know and you finally and see yeah, your your people your life mm-hmm. your what's going on and with the you. things that it matter to you yeah yes. it's not just you know all news matters really but mm-hmm. you know that really directly hits home well, because it's about it's about your life and about your rights so many and, times yes there you go and how many times we said be educated exactly. the advocate is also something that the kids ask is where where are places i can trust for good queer sources news. yeah exactly one of those places is the advocate no it's, it's not yeah. only but it is a great well, place we, to we get your about queer out news as well yeah. Out is mm-hmm. a great uh, magazine to go to as well. Yeah, and it has great, in Out it does a great job with cultural mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. actors and models. It's, and, exactly. And it gives you more a lot of visual. Kind of thing. And it's, yeah, I think yeah, the yeah, two yeah, of absolutely. them together, which they are owned by the same company, are mm-hmm. great, are a great mm-hmm. team. And I really appreciate poor the Matthew Breed audit train. That was not expected for everybody listening. He didn't plan a, pl- a train trip while he was on our show because <laughs> that was so funny in the background. You keep just, hearing. Just a train. I'm yeah, like, I what, love that. I love that. What city are we in now? Yeah. I know. <laughs> Just listen really quick. But anyways, we, we love talking to other news outlets, especially when they're as important to our community yeah. as The Advocate yeah. is. And, in, and, you know, it was it was interesting to learn that uh, The Advocate has been on since 1967. To, you know, a lot of us, that's, especially that's the, the young queer movement, right, a lot of us right. uh, take everything back to Stonewall, which is exactly. in 1969. And, and obviously we were here long before that. So And right. The Advocate was on the scene two years even prior to that horrible incident, but that helped to catapult us into rights, it did. It did. you know, and queer Which rights and binding together. So that's really exciting. Listen, we're all about uh, 
supporting places here we today. Are. Yeah. We're going to have another interview in just a minute with another place that we love to support. But until then, let's talk about the people who are kind enough to support us. Outspoken received support from Mediterrano Restaurant, Mediterranean-inspired cuisine featuring fresh Mediterranean, Persian, and Northwest ingredients, serving lunch and dinner daily and brunch every Sunday. Located in downtown Spokane at 19 West Main Avenue. More information at 309-3116. Outspoken receive support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar, food menu, and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Sprague Avenue. More information is available at 509-747-1621. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. More information, visit pridefoundation.org. And we are going to take a quick song break here before we go into our next interview with CCE. Uh, We're going to listen to... Uh, the song called If You Want to Stay by the Griswolds. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And this is Outspoken. You know, you've heard us say a lot over the last few months working with a company that we have a lot of fun with. Uh, that would be CCE Sports Network. And we laugh a lot because they asked us to do Sports Minutes, which we have enjoyed. But I've probably learned more about sports in the last two months than I ever, ever, ever knew. And I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we remember that time uh, when I called a, a, a tennis serve a pitch a pitch right a pitch. i pitched so the, ball, so the people who had that faith in us we still question them <laughs> but they have a great new project we have been uh, a promotion i should say that we have been pushing and we wanted to bring them on outspoken to talk about what that is and why it's so important for us to have a voice in our uh, sports world so we would like to bring on i believe we have and correct me if i'm wrong gentlemen thomas garnett and kevin uh majoros i think uh, from CCE Sports Network. We'll see. Um, on the air, are you there? Hey, this is Thomas. Hey, Thomas. Hello, hello. Did I mess up names? Just be honest. <laughs> no, you said my last name perfect. Kevin, yes. you pronounced his name Majoris. Majoris. Oh, look at you. Look at you. <laughs> I was close. Kevin, are you there as well? And if not, Thomas, it's the Thomas Show, so just get ready. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Put me on the spot. Uh, uh, <laughs> right. Well, let's start with CE Sports, CCE Sports Network. Let us know first of all how it began and why it's so important and a passion of yours. So it began back in 2012 when my husband Adrian and I were trying to figure out something to do for one of our something new to do for right, one of right. the divisions of the company that we run called Click Click Exposed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was known for doing pageantry videos and radio podcasting and uh, audio and video podcasting, things along that lines. And we wanted to do something new and different. So we were walking around uh, Miami mm-hmm. Pride uh, trying to find something that we thought could be interesting. And we stumbled across uh, the booth for the Miami Mavericks Tennis Club. Uh, they had a tournament coming up called the Sunshine Cup, which is a regional tennis tournament where they invite players from Orlando, Tampa, uh, Fort Lauderdale and Miami to get together to compete uh, to win the Sunshine Cup. The Cup is every year, and they rotate the Cup throughout each of the cities. And we were like, well, this is a perfect opportunity to live stream this tennis tournament and actually show people, you know, some gay and lesbian athletes. So we mm-hmm. brought together a small little crew of three camera people, myself switching cameras, and uh, we, we live streamed the tournament. And people were just like, oh, my God, this is such an amazing idea. And from there, uh, we have been uh, doing this now for four years. Next year, we celebrate our fifth year 
uh, and the CC Sports Network is born. We we travel around the country, and, mm-hmm. and our tagline is bringing you the best in the gay, lesbian, sports experience right. uh, by providing live web streaming of those individual events. Yeah, we call you the gay ESPN gay all the time. ESPN. <laughs> well, and it's, it's, it's true. A lot of the times, LGBT community doesn't have the places to watch the LGBT sports. LGBT sports, and a lot of the times uh, they don't even know they exist. What are some of the biggest uh, competitions, some of the biggest uh, events that you go to uh, to film and interact with in the LGBT community? So the biggest events that we've covered in our time, we did the 2013 IGLA uh, mm-hmm. Swimming Championships mm-hmm. where right. swimmers from all over the world get together uh, with the International Gay and Lesbian Aquatics Organization, and they put on a national swimming competition. It's swimming, diving, uh, water polo, and synchronized swimming. Uh, and so they bring players or athletes all over the world to compete. Uh, we filmed that championship. I think it was a five-day event. And we had the honor of live-streaming Gay Games 9 oh, nice. in Cleveland, Ohio last year, the very first time the Gay Games have ever had any of their sporting events live streams for a worldwide audience mm-hmm. so we're really stoked with that right. about that and then we do a lot of regional events we go up to new york city every year sure uh, they do yeah. the new york indoor soccer classic uh we're down in fort lauderdale florida every year we do their spring flings doubles tournament uh, we do their clay court classic where over 125 players come down and compete on some beautiful clay court here in the fort lauderdale area uh, we've done basketball this year. We were in San Diego and did their regional basketball tournament. And we're really excited about next year because we think we'll have an opportunity to possibly do uh, the World Gay Rodeo Finals. Ooh, uh, we wow. are talking to that organization. That's that's awesome. And, and if you like really cute guys, we got the <laughs> championship in Nashville, right. Tennessee. Huge uh, overseas. And who doesn't We're talking love maybe 1,000 players. Wow, and we're in talks with them to live stream their event. So yeah. we're super, super excited about so, adding rugby as well. So first of all, we are big fans of rugby on this show, mostly because we're big fans of the rugby players. But other than that, <laughs> we want to talk about. So there is a promotion going on right now for people to get behind and support the things that we're trying to do. You know, with Sports Network for LGBT athletes. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? What's going on right now? So all of our funding comes similar to what National Public Radio does for their funding, right? Mm -hmm. They're supported by viewers who listen and by folks who choose to be sponsors of the the various radio stations. So we've decided to adopt that same type of funding goal. You know, we figure this is a community effort, uh, community project, so we want the community to drive what we can and cannot do. Um, so we've decided to start a Indiegogo campaign mm-hmm. uh, where next year we're trying to raise $50,000 so that we can cover basically an event every month. Uh, we can cover seven to nine different sports and have a full ESPN-style production. That means right. uh, multiple camera operators, dedicated sure, play-by-play sure. commentators. We want to invite you guys out to do pre- and post-game <laughs> shows, which I know folks will love to have. <laughs> oh, well. uh, just like... For instance, NASCAR is going on yeah. right now here in Miami <laughs> yes. because we're down in Miami. Yes. Sure. And so I, I was just out there at NASCAR before the pre-race walking around, 
And can you imagine if you guys had your little booth set up there <laughs> and you guys were doing pre and post? You know I what? can yeah, imagine. We can do that all day. <laughs> and especially because, of course, this is how gay I am. The one thing I know about NASCAR is Reba McIntyre's son is involved in that. <laughs> That's what I know. So I am there. <laughs> You're ready. You're ready. I am ready. Well, they drive really, really fast in <laughs> right. circles and for hours and hours and hours. Right. And then they get a nice big paycheck exactly. once they're done crossing the line. It's like hey. watching me drive so it's perfect but i don't get the paycheck (laughs) minus the (laughs) paycheck right you have to pay people how important do you think it is that we finally have a voice we have a network that's our own in the lgbt community that we because if to be honest like uh, we work within our community here and a lot of people don't even know they're into sports they're in they're jocks and they want to be involved but they don't even know that their own town has LGBT outlets where they can have, you know, be part of a team that is accepting. So how important do you think CCE is in playing a role in helping those connect? Well, you know, I think one of the unfortunate things about our community as a whole is we we have this perception that gay people do not play sports. Right. Or oh, we oh, don't yeah, like yeah. sports. And so it's just a constant perception that that exists out there. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so when I when I sit down and tell people, well, you know, there's over a hundred thousand LGBT athletes across the U.S. And we're just talking about the U.S. now. Mm-hmm. And if you take those 100,000 athletes, whether it's professional, amateur, mm-hmm. collegiate mm-hmm. level, club level, there are over 200 different tournaments happening somewhere in the U.S. So if you're a tennis player, for instance, um, there are 75 gay tennis turpin- turn- tournaments that happen in the United States and, and five continents. Wow. If you are a flag football player, there is a San Diego national champions or yeah uh, national tournament. There's a Chicago tournament. There's a Florida tournament. There's Gay Bowl that happens that brings it all together. And volleyball and softball is huge. Yes. And there's tournaments everywhere. And so, sure. sure. The CC Sports Network is important because now we get to bring this to everybody's attention. We're saying, right. hey, look right. at this. Not only are these sports sporting events going on, they're competitive. If you are a collegiate-level tennis player and you are just really good, guess what? You can get in on the GLTA World Tour. You can play tennis, and you can find people who are just as good as you were Mm -hmm. on a very competitive level, play tennis, have fun, meet some people, have a good time, and it's all a part of the whole sports experience. And that's why the CC Sports Network was created, because the goal was to bring these sports to everybody's attention. And I still get the wow factors, like, oh, my God, I didn't know there were so many sporting events. I didn't know sure, that sure. people got out there to play. I said, yeah, darts, volleyball, kickball, <laughs> right. rugby, rowing, you name it, yeah, we have yeah, athletes yeah. out there playing it. So the coverage is so important because of, you know, like you just said, so many people don't know that these sports are out there, especially for the LGBT community. What does the road in the future look like for CCE sports? What are the goals and how do you plan on uh, bringing that content to people? Is it going to be uh, strictly a web streaming uh, format or do you plan on going into maybe a uh, cable TV kind of format as well? So we're strictly web only. One, the economics are better on web than they are on Mm -hmm. actual TV. We're a niche market. Um, So going on TV would make absolutely no sense. Uh, However, people are always online. Our community is always online. So what better way to pick up your phone, uh, pick up your tablet, go to ccsportsnetwork.com and see the latest tournament that we're covering. 
or the latest event that we're covering. Mm-hmm. And, and the idea is we want to make it readily accessible to anybody who's interested in what's going on in the LGBT sports community. That's why the fundraiser is so important to us, because it allows us to bring more content to you. If you go to ESPN3, there's always a sporting event somewhere being live streamed on that network because that's what ESPN3 does. You know, right. they are a live streaming sports network. You know, we're working to get to that goal. So when we celebrate our 50 year anniversary next year, our goal is we want to do more, we want to produce more, uh, we want to have more sports, and we need the community's help to get us there. So we've, we've laid the foundation. We've made a lot of great contacts out there in the sports sports community, and so we're just trying to encourage people to head over to the website, ccsportsnetwork.com, click on that fundraising link. We only have a few days left. We're almost at the end of our fundraiser. we still got a long ways to go, right. uh, but we think we can get there and really expand what we've already done the last four years for next season. Exactly. Now, so obviously we're going to put up on our uh, all of our pages how to get to the Indiegogo page for you all. But as like, let's say we get past the someone still wants to donate and it's after, you know, the student, can they still do that? Is is uh, is CCE set up to where if someone wanted to give money, they would be able to do that still? Yeah, we have on the website, uh, there is a link that would allow you to donate. And it's really simple. It just says donate. Um, and it gives you different levels and options that you can um, uh, donate at to help uh, help what we're trying to do. And we like to give incentives and little thank right. you gifts for folks who donate. That's on there as well. So there's an opportunity. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a necessarily individual donor. It can be right. a, sure, a sure. corporate sponsor. You could be a person who owns a business and you want your right. business to be recognized. We give right. all those folks that opportunity to, to come on board and be a part of history. I mean, quite frankly, there's no one in the world who is live web streaming on a regular basis gay and lesbian sporting events. No one in the world is doing it but us. Uh, So we're really happy to have made history with this. We've made history with IGLA. We made history with gay games. And we hope to keep doing it into the future. We, we think it's a bright future for sports for our community. See, and I th- here's the thing. I'm just going to throw this idea that, you know what, you should, like, auction off one of those hot British um, <laughs> rugby players to come to my house. <laughs> or the Warwick then, Rowers. It, it, you the know rowers. what, it would be amazing how much money would come in yeah. just for that because <laughs> I would be taking out a loan right now. <laughs> but <laughs> we want to thank you so much for allowing the boys to even play a small part because one of the important things you said is what I think everybody needs to think about out there listening. If you want to be part of LGBT history, it's as simple as supporting those that step out in front. And especially if you like sports at all. And I know a lot of guys in town now that we've been involved in the sporting world a little more that uh, crave knowing where other LGBT athletes are and what they're doing. So, hey, this is a chance to be part of LGBT history, and I can't tell you of a better network, really, to do that with. So we uh, love you guys immensely and support you all the way. So we'll talk you up. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. You guys have been fantastic. Fantastic addition to the network, so we're glad to have you guys. Oh, well, thank thank you. you so much. Thank Good you. luck to the end of this. We'll start pushing it again on all of our stuff. And until then, try to have a very relaxing Sunday. I'm sure there's football somewhere going on if you want to watch that. So. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always football. That's Broncos, right. that's all yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Broncos. There you are. Okay, sir, you have a have wonderful a Sunday. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. And that was Thomas Garnett. He is uh, one of the head guys at the CCE Sports 
Network. We always have a good time with those gentlemen. Um, we weren't able to get uh, Kevin online. I'm thinking. So you heard someone was trying. I think the beeps. That was I think him. Kevin was trying yeah, to get yeah. onto Thomas's phone. But hey, yeah. Kevin will have you, know you on in the future. It's exactly. fine. So, it's good. Sorry, Kevin. I know. We will next go time. donate. This is a wonderful thing. It's it's on Indiegogo. If you yeah. search for CCE Sports Network, or you mm-hmm. know what, visit our Facebook or our Twitter. We'll have that up. Uh, right now donate like you said be involved be a part of it uh let's make that four percent number that we learned about last week of of lgbt people only being supportive in the four percent four percent exactly of the things around us that we should be supportive hey let's let's raise that please i want to see 40 exactly and and you know what it it reminds me of uh voter turnout which usually you know on off your circles around 30 percent so let's at least get it up there at least get it up to that 30 percent exactly um we are going to take another quick song break before we come back, and then we'll we'll have our interview with, with Charlie, Charlie David, a uh, part of that new film. We've had Matt Riddle Hoover on we before. Did. He we is did. a gay filmmaker. Well, Charlie David is part of his new film, which is called Paternity Leave. With Sergey and I, were able to watch and actually enjoyed. It was very, actually very much. really funny. Yeah, yeah. we'll we'll talk so. a little bit before uh, we interview him. Yes, about be that. Perfect. Um, so this song is going to be by Young the Giant, and it's going to be My Body. You are back with KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This is Outspoken. We are back. We are the top uh, we of had our a, second hour. We made it through the first hour. Lots of interviews there. We talked to, of course, Editor-in-Chief of The Advocate. Matthew Breen was in the first part of that hour, and that was a lot of fun. And we just got off the phone with Thomas Garnett, the head of CCE Sports Network. That is a network completely dedicated to LGBT sports and the athletes that are involved in that. And it's a lot of fun. CCESportsNetwork.com is a great place to get all of your sports needs met. We've uh, met a lot of interesting teams. We're actually going to have some from Seattle on the show within the next month. We will. What a wonderful and important thing to be a part of. And we always have fun because we are a mess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, And and that's... You know why? That's part of the joy. That's that's why they love us. That's you know, why we, everybody. That's loves why we us, love them because no, they're okay. like, okay, we get it. You guys are funny. Well, and you and know we what? We want to teach you something. It's okay that we don't <laughs> know that much about sports. I've it decided. Is. I think well, it's I've okay. You can still enjoy we've sports. We've learned a lot. We have. Oh, wait. I have learned to enjoy a lot of different oh, yeah. sports than oh, I yeah. was aware of before. No, no, no. I'm enjoying that part mm-hmm. immensely mm-hmm. Um, to have that be a part of the resources that we have here. Right. So, Absolutely. It was Absolutely. a fun first hour. I'm, I'm a little tired. I feel like I ran a little bit of a marathon there. But right. guess what? It's going to be a fun second hour. Yeah. We are going to talk to actor, director, producer, writer. Charlie David, a director, everything. Yeah, everything. Charlie David. Um, the f- the film that he was most recently in, uh, pa- P- paternity paternity leave. leave. I wanted to say Planned Parenthood for some reason. Paternity <laughs> leave. Um, they didn't do well if they went to Planned Parenthood. <laughs> no, no, they did not plan that Mm-mm. Parenthood very well. Um, and it was a it was actually kind of a funny movie. It was really it's funny. funny. Actually. We had to watch I, it separately it. because our weeks are crazy. Yeah, we and didn't. So have I watched time, like so. the day before you watched it. Yeah, and so trying not to give anything away. Right. Kurt sorted. Kurt, Kurt's really bad at that, so he gave most of it away. <laughs> he gave a key plot point, but no. then you watched it and you would text me throughout the movie. Yeah, and it, what's funny is a lot of the same scenes you were like, "Oh, are the same scenes that I right. thought right. were just hysterical as well." Yeah, hysterical or terrible. Yeah, in, yeah, I actually enjoyed it. Matt Riddle Hoover was on last, oh, maybe six months ago. Yeah, I think um, it, it was, was last spring it, it, that Matt Riddle Kurt Hoover saying was on. Eight, so yes, oh yeah, right around then, eight months ago, and he is a writer and producer, and he does a lot of his own films and directs them in. This is he does. his yeah. latest. And so it's kind of fun. They always tour the festivals. 
Yes, and they do yes. pretty good. You know, he just writes from his life. It, this isn't. And then, and, and all it, of his I films miss the news story. <laughs> all uh, yeah, right. We'll have Charlie all, explain all to of, you. Uh, all of his movies are an LGBT themed as well, right? Um, as far as as far as we've seen them, I don't right? Know, maybe right. maybe he's gone with the more right. And I'm gonna thing. talk. To, so when Charlie David's on with us, I am gonna talk to him about first time I ever saw him was he's the lead character of a TV show that was called Dante's Cove. It's uh, like an LGBT horror series, and I believe it was either on Logo or here. We'll ask him. Um, and I remember that first of all, it was the first time I'd seen a soap opera with lots of hot gay guys that were like you know, making out and Ooh. having, and it was just, and Dante's Cove was very mysterious. So I fell in love with Charlie David. Steamy. Oh, yeah, okay. I totally yeah, yeah, did. Yeah. And, um, he just continues to deliver in this movie. When we talk to him about it here shortly is worth going out and you know, finding and it, watching. It really is. Fun. It really is. Yeah. It is just fun. It's, and that's, that's it. It's fun. It's entertaining. It's, um, it's kind of different. I mean, the the whole plot of the movie, and I, I'll, I'll just give you a little tidbit, is that you know the this gay couple, one of them gets pregnant all of mm-hmm. a sudden, and so what do you do? I mean, right. this is, it's a medical and mystery. they do ex- they do explain it in the movie. So they it's do. It's not random, right? But well, it does happen. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. explanation it, it's is well, a movie. It's, it's a movie explanation. I was going to say know? I didn't say it was Very based fictional. in science. I just <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. I said at least they they made up an explanation. Right. For well, it. you know. No, and I honestly thought it was a very cute movie. I did there too. was there was a moment where um, a song is played, <gasps> and it's right, it's and beautiful. it's very beautiful. Yeah. And for me, if somebody's uh, doing an emotional song in a movie, I automatically like it. Right, the music exactly. music really is, is a, a big thing. thing so. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, <laughs> and all of a sudden it's two cute guys who love each other, and you're like, uh. yeah, right, right, yeah, right. And it's, it's so nice to all see. All of a sudden, in my mm-hmm. head, Taylor Swift's "Wildest Dream" starts playing. <laughs> and but you've been obsessed thing. with that song. Recently. I am obsessed with yeah. that song. mostly because I like to do the part where she goes, uh, yeah, you right. know, because yeah, she's yeah. so she's saying, I just think it's fun. She she uh. does a lot of fun little noises <laughs> in all of her songs and stuff. So, yeah, sure, okay, right. <laughs> yeah, fun noises in all of her songs. Uh. Right, or is that me making Have out you, during the song? I don't know. I, There's I, always I fun will, noises. I will tell you. Yes, yeah, probably you. I will tell you. <laughs> watch the music video for that if you haven't I already. Have not seen it. I really like it. I really? really like it. All of the proceeds from it go down to uh, African National Wildlife Preservation. Really? Yeah, because it's filmed. It's very uh, 1920s movie esque. Oh, I like. And so that. they're filming a film in the 1920s, and it's in a safari. Wow. And so they have all these African animals uh, around them, you know. Oh. And oh, and it's and it, I mean, of course, it's a beautiful love story too. But the animals are there, right? So it, <laughs> well, yeah, that <laughs> makes but it better. Animals, so there's giraffe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there rhinos. rhinos? Oh. I, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Let's and just so name <laughs> all of the African animals we can think hippopotamus, of. Hippopotamus. <laughs> right, exactly. Elephant. Yeah, I love that. Uh, so well, you know, I have great. a hi- a love hate relationship with Taylor Swift. You do we're that close, uh, right? You don't like her live, and I agree. I, she's not so the far, best. So far, I want her to. She's not. The here's best the problem: she's an amazing songwriter, right? And her songs are always. She knows how to get that hook. So you're obsessed. She's with very them. poppy. I, yes. So I keep giving yes. her a chance live because I wa- I want her. I want right, her right, to right. sing on tune with all of me. So I, I'm like, maybe the yeah. last 18 times are a fluke. Yeah, no. <laughs> and she really does sing better. But so far, I haven't. But for you, it. see, for you, it's a big thing. It's you huge. Have to, I you, can't like a singer. You can't like a singer if, if they're bad if, live. If they can't sing live. Because right. I was vocally trained. Sure, it's just, sure, I think it's sure. important to have the real talent. The thing is, I, she gets props for me for being an amazing songwriter. She always will. Good. And good, I good. love her songs, mm-hmm. but she's one that she's one of the exceptions where I will continue to listen to her music. But 
Uh, live. Yeah. I need to see. And I, I'm something. right there with you. You know, yeah. live is important. Maybe, maybe for me, it's not as as uh, critical. But yeah. I still do appreciate a really good live performer, and that that bumps them up that extra notch. I mean, right. yeah, Taylor's not not the best live performer. No, I mean, it's, it's uh, like it's sad. And when it, you're a she's vocal, no Sam Smith, uh, to be right. honest. Well, that's difficult, right? To do that exactly. It's a, I will give even, that some. You know, even Lady Gaga, she is an incredible. Uh, vocalist, incredible mm, performer. Yeah. Even though she still does, you know, the pop genre, which now yeah. we associate with, oh, that's overly edited. That's really wet right. vocals. Audio. Uh, oh, exactly. No, Auto tune. Yeah. Right, but I mean, I, I respect someone with with with. I got you. So I like that. I like the chops. Well, coming from from a vocalist, and I've I've been a voice teacher for many many years. Yeah. It makes my ears bleed if you are that person that's sure, just sure, under. Sure. The note because I can exactly. hear that and it's like someone went to the chalkboard. It just kills me. It, I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. But anyways, wildest dreams. All of that to say, I know I love wildest dreams. Wildest dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and this movie made me want to play that song. Right. This movie because I love the, the cheesy romantic comedy that is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially when you can feel the connection between the actors playing the main. And you feel it in right. this movie. It's you very really real. do. You really do. Yeah. And that's so, that's important. I've been excited to talk to. Uh, Charlie David. Honestly, since we talked to Matt Riddlehoover, because he's right, been right. he's worked with him before, but uh, been excited. And now that we have seen this movie, even more excited mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to talk to him. And you know, he made a very uh, conscious decision to be out in career and in life. And uh, I'd love to talk to him about what that what that has been like for him. Right. But anyways, Charlie David is best known as the lead actor of the LGBT horror series Dante's Cove. But now there's this fun new movie that you can watch that is so much fun. He's done a lot of work, but now I'm obsessed with Paternity Leave, uh, Matt Riddlehoover's new movie. And so we're very excited to welcome actor Charlie David to Outspoken. Charlie, are you there? I am. Good <gasps> afternoon, guys. There's How's it that going? There, I, right, it's, I was going to say, it's, it's that so, golden so voice distinct. that you can't, you can't <laughs> <Yeah>. miss. <laughs> Yeah. That we well, thanks all... so much for having me on today. Yeah. I really our, appreciate it. Our pleasure. We want to start with, first of all, let's talk about this this latest movie that Sergey and I have been uh, able to watch. I know it was released in film festivals a little bit ago, but tell us about your involvement in Paternity Leave. Let's let people know kind of what the subject matter is of this movie, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, Paternity Leave is a comedy uh, it's uh, a little bit of a farce. Um, the idea is that uh, myself and my boyfriend, Greg, played by the hilarious Jacob York, um, it's our anniversary, and we decide, you know, we're going to switch up sexual positions on this special fourth anniversary. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and in doing so, uh, he gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. So we find out that maybe I was a little bit more potent than, uh, <laughs> than realized. Um, and then it's just kind of this, you know, a bit of an absurdist uh, exploration of the idea of, you know, what if this could happen? What if two men got pregnant? Yeah. What would that look like? But um, I think without too much of a, a strong focus on on it being like specifically queer content, right. just the idea of like, okay, here's another couple who is going through this, mm-hmm. um, you know, that like this massive life event that is going to be challenging for anybody if it's a pregnancy that uh, was not planned. Right. right. And I love right. that it went in a direction not completely absurdist. It went in the direction of what is it, like you just stated, what does it do to a couple when something that is out of nowhere, you know, you both had ideas for what the future yeah, was going to yeah. hold for your life. And those ideas in the blink of an eye 
are are just taken away. And what I love is it shows this relationship and how each of your characters are trying to come to terms with something that is honestly terrifying because it was really never an option. And your character, I had a love-hate ca- uh, relationship with your character. <laughs> Cause oh, you're, good. <laughs> you're, it's true. It's like, oh, first of all, yeah. you fall in love. You and uh, Jacob have this this really good chemistry where you feel the relationship really yeah. when you're watching the film, and so therefore, you know, you go out the roller coaster and you get mad when someone did something stupid. And is th- when you approach this, like you said, it's not even about the LGBT aspect as much as about it. Really, was a dissection of this relationship. Is that what you're? you know, your your goal was when you were looking at how do I play this role? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, as performers, we can sometimes fall in the trap of wanting to be likable for an audience. Sure, and and sure. I think that, you know, that is, that's a scary trap. It's not necessarily the, the right way to go. I wanted to try and have as, you know, as honest of an approach as possible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think just the topic of fatherhood and, uh, you know, becoming dads is is certainly um, a more common topic around with with my social group now because it it is you know it, it's just more acceptable. It's more common, and right. um, yeah. and and there's this funny thing that I think we go through. It's like sometimes the idea of I don't want kids is mm-hmm. seen as a selfish act, right, sure. right? or a selfish sure. idea. Sure. Um, where, you know, it can also be spun the other way. It's like, well, why, you know, why does anybody want kids? Like there's something, uh, that can be seen as, is inherently selfish in the act of like wanting a mini you, right? (laughs) Right? Right. Or like somebody to take care of me in my old age or, uh, you know, I, I, I want that, that love or I want this or that or whatever. And it's like, well, you know, that side of it could be, uh, construed or seen as, as selfish too. So, I just, you know, uh, kind of wanted to approach it as the idea of here's a guy who has his career path, has his Mm -hmm, life path, mm -hmm. um, his relationship kind of in his mind. He can see, you know, uh, far down the horizon, he's got his life planned out and out of, you know, left field, here comes this big shocker and and how do you deal with that? And I think, again, gay or straight in a situation like this, um, there are many men or or women who would want to kind of pull that uh escape hatch oh yeah <laughs> you know and, <laughs> and 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 so that's uh i guess that was my approach to it which mm-hmm. you know is going to come across as somewhat unlikable you know especially right. as we're falling in love with the the roller coaster and right. uh the journey that jacob's character is is taking as you know this man dealing with uh, right right uh, growing a fetus inside him, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is such a crazy uh, idea. How you know you talk about how that's kind of the real side of the situation. Um, how was it working together to try and find that balance between you know this comedy because uh, a gay pregnant couple is it could be just the wildest, hilarious, most comedic thing ever. Um, but then you have to bring in that real side where it is that struggle with the you know fatherhood and. Uh, responsibility of that. How was it working together? Uh, you know, to find that balance where it was, you know, just just perfect. It it, it did the whole emotional roller coaster. Mm. Well, uh, 
I think really that's, uh, I would point to Matt Riddlehoover sure, as yeah. a director. Mm-hmm. I think he has a really strong sense of tone and story when he's going into most of his projects. Right. They're, they're mm-hmm. different. You know, it's, it's, he creates different cinema than, um, <laughs> you know, a lot of other content that's out there. Uh, I think, you know, people have uh, attributed kind of Woody Allen-esque yes, qualities to his work before, right. and, yeah. right. and I, I feel that. I think it's like, it's in his selection of music, it is in yep. uh, his wit, certainly. Right, it's, right. Um, yeah, it's kind of finding this place of it not being, I guess, overly pushed. It's like mm-hmm. the comedy is there, it's inherent, but it doesn't need to be... It's uh, natural, yeah, yeah. You know, like overdone. Sure, um, sure. So I think Matt really helped a lot with that. Jacob was great. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he does a lot of theater work as well as uh, film. And um, it was great to have him on set. I mean, he's a straight guy, but he was just like, you know, he was very excited, very open (laughs) and enthralled with the idea of like, I'm going to be pregnant. (laughs) You know, so I, I love when people approach any project, you know, with, with that much uh, passion and enthusiasm, it definitely makes it fun to be on set and, um, you know, that energy is contagious. Now, before we even move on to other questions, I have to say this. So we've talked about the reality, the emotion you, you all have brought to this project. And so we find that, and then let's talk about two of my most disturbing scenes, but, and it's funny because Sergey and I watched this t- at two separate times and, and yet Sergey's, we, we agree on these scenes. Yeah. So we would, yeah. te- he would text me when he's <laughs> yeah. watching a certain scene. I'm like, no, that's exactly it. First of all, tell me what it's like to do a scene, an intimate scene where your partner <laughs> pukes on uh, you. During the, yeah, first nope. of all, what? And then just tell me what that's... that, that day was like. <laughs> well, oh my God. First of all, I mean, I don't even think it was, written into the script oh okay, like, okay. Oh, yeah. you know like okay ken and greg yeah. you know are, are getting intimate whatever <laughs> and i remember the day before like matt kind of like he, he was just like so mouse-like in this moment where normally you know like we have a good rapport and yeah, yeah. kind of like was tiptoeing up to me and saying okay so charlie we're thinking like i don't know we were just wondering if you would be open to the idea of yeah. maybe um greg <laughs> Throwing up on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I was like, uh, yes, that sounds hilarious. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> like, where would you be comfortable? I was like, yeah. I think you should just throw up on my face. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> you know? And let's, like, if we're going to go for it, let's go for it. And right. Yeah. It, it was crazy, though. Like, it's really, it's something else to see somebody's projectile. Oh, God. Yeah. Coming at you from it, that close. It, it, <laughs> yes. it definitely uh, <laughs> made, yeah. made the effect happen. And that was your crazy. character's Ooh. reaction, I'm like, that is exactly how that, I would react. And, right, that right. That is what I would do. It's like, I know I love you, but I'm feeling very yeah. weird about yeah, you just, right now. <laughs> just, just leave. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, well, let's, I, obviously, we very much enjoyed this film. What has been the reaction of audiences that have seen it? Uh, I think, you know, it's been, it's been interesting. It's won, Mm -hmm. um, some awards on the festival circuit, which Mm -hmm. is always nice, both kind of, uh, from jury and, and audience, Mm -hmm. uh, voting, which is great. Uh, there's been a nice reception from, um, different like maternity (laughs) or like motherhood (laughs) websites as well, which is really, uh, really nice. You know, I think they're, they're certainly appreciating the the spin on this right um so 
yeah, I, we're we're definitely very excited to to release it on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, like really have a conversation with people. That's my favorite right. thing when we're putting out any type of a project is the feedback that you get on on social or via email or whatever. I love when it incites conversation and people right. you right. know have something to talk about after watching the project that's that's really i think the the biggest reward that we can have negative or positive you know and we're going to have right. both and like you know i i've uh, been at the game long enough that that um you know i understand how to weather that storm mm-hmm. and and actually appreciate it now like i really i like hearing when people have a completely knee-jerk kind of abject reaction to something as well and they just loathe it um <laughs> And then I want to know why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so be interested to hear, you know, like if people hate it too, like, okay, well, <laughs> great. Why did you hate yeah. it? You know, and those that love it, awesome. You know, right. what did you enjoy? Exactly. Yeah. Well, and right. you know, you mentioned that you've been in this, you've been in the game for a little while. I remember, I remember Dante's Cove. I'm just going to say it. I was mentioning it I earlier. You were drunk. <laughs> I hope there were many martinis involved. Right. Well, you know, and actually, that makes it a lot uh, even more fun. But I will say this: back in the day when Dante's Cove was on, there wasn't anything like it that I had found as a young gay man to see. And it was fun to see something new, even you know, even cheesy at times. But you just grabbed that role, and I mean, you did it without apology, and you just you played your character. What was it like being a part of a show like that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like that show, it's it's the funniest thing in that I think it's been almost 10 years now. I know. Yeah. Season three, even, or maybe it's maybe it's 2007 that we shot season three. So, you know, about eight years down the road. And I swear daily, I still get (laughs) tweets and Facebook (laughs) messages and stuff. People saying like, when is season four coming out? I'm like, guys, I think the ship has sailed. Right. That is done. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, looking back, I think I was about 24, 25 when I started that show. And it was exciting in that, you know, Here TV at the time was one of the first, uh, you know, queer networks out there. Um, he was kind of their flagship show. Mm-hmm. And uh, being selected for that role, um, in which, you know, I kind of I came out at the same time. I mean, I was, oh, wow. I was out, but it was the first thing that, you know, anybody was really paying right. attention to. <laughs> <laughs> to like you know, uh, to start asking those questions, and so it was, um, yeah, kind of this interesting time where all of that still felt quite um, exciting, right? Somewhat cutting edge in some ways, like aspects of it. I don't mean the show itself <laughs> because there's nothing cutting edge about the fireballs we were throwing and right. all that stuff. But, exactly. But just, you know, the idea yeah. of being part of it was sure, sure. was something. It was new, you know, and um, and I just like I am still just flabbergasted sometimes <laughs> when I look at all the the LGBTQ content that is out there in in so many aspects of media now, from like podcasts oh, yeah. to radio shows oh, yeah. to yeah. you know the blogs and TV and film and and just like it's it's um. It's becoming not ubiquitous in like in a bad way, in, right. in a in an exciting way, you know. Sure, and, sure. And I think along the way we had to we had to stumble and fall and, and trip and pick ourselves up and and continue to learn how to make this content and right. continue to learn how to make this content 
um, that still exists within a niche, that still exists within, you know, more constrained uh, budgets right. and resources than a lot of mainstream content does. And so, you know, it's uh, being kind of like an indie producer or actor in this uh, queer sphere, mm-hmm. um, there's still a bit of an aspect of always kind of being like a little brother trying to catch up, trying to right. like make your content comparable yeah. to, to other stuff with constrained resources. And sure. that's like what I look back at Dante's Coke. <laughs> I, I, yeah, you know, so many great memories. As crazy right. as it was, right. we shot in beautiful locations. Right. Um, some of those people are, you know, uh, still some of my dearest friends. And mm-hmm. when we get together, we definitely look back and have a lot of laughs. Exactly. So I, and, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, it, it touched and tickled people in, right? in the right ways. I love that. And here's, you know, you mentioned coming out at about the time that Dante's Cove is. I read some article somewhere, and I, I wish I could remember where it was, but uh, it talked about how you made this very, you know, distinct decision that you were going to be out not only personally but you were going to be out in your career as well and we we are lucky enough to talk to artists of all kinds every week and everybody kind of has a different take on where they are what do you are you still you know we had the Matt Damon thing that happened and people saying stay in the closet um how do you feel it has affected your career and what do you feel about uh uh actors trying to decide now uh, in their own lives as it's a personal decision, whether they're out in their career or not? Mm-hmm. Um, I think certainly in, you know, in North America and in the Western mm-hmm. world or dealing in media, we've, you know, the gauntlet is down. We've passed that threshold where uh, I certainly feel like we're coming to a point where it's, it's no longer... Uh, even a relevant conversation, like right. in, in a way, it's like especially for young people. I mean, they're really choosing to like rip off all labels and just yeah. say like, you know, call me Bobby, call me Jean, call me, you know, right. Jennifer or Frankie or whatever, but don't call me by a sexuality or don't sure, throw sure. a label right. or, or predetermine me by those mm-hmm. types of ideas. Um, which is a very different place again than where we were when I was even considering these things at, you know, uh, 25, right. um, mm-hmm. 10 years ago, right? And, like, because mm-hmm. I remember at that time being in L.A. and the conversations with managers and agents and people saying, do not do this, do not come out, it, right. you know, it's going to ruin you, blah, 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 blah. And, I mean, it's very worrisome when you're when you're a young person trying to navigate an already very difficult uh, mm-hmm. industry <laughs> mm-hmm. um, to hear that type of stuff, right? Sure, and, sure. And I just hope that young people now are hearing that less and less. I hope that their representation, mm-hmm. um, producers, directors, family, friends, are really rallying around them and just saying, you be you. You do your thing, you know? Right. Find your uniqueness um, and uh, and let that shine through. And I think more and more, that's what audiences want to see. That Those are the type of people that we gravitate to. We want to hear authentic, mm-hmm. right, brave right. voices. Sure. Um, in terms of, like, you know, did it affect me? Yeah, of course, probably. You know, I think every choice that we make has some implications. I think, right, you yeah. know, I, I was fortunate enough to 
he offered Dante's Cove, and then within a year was also offered Bump, which was uh, right. a travel show that I did with here and then Logo for six seasons, you know, mm-hmm. like over 100 episodes. And so I was doing kind of two gay content shows concurrently, um, and and that set me in a direction of doing queer content. But you know what? Like, I, I'm thrilled. I think, you know, the stuff that I'm looking at uh, producing and being involved in now Mm-hmm. Um, some of it has a, maybe a more of a mainstream, um, you know, gate. <laughs> yeah, right. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I think everything that I look at will always have a queer perspective just because of who I am. And, sure. I was going to say, you know, because I've, we filter it through sure. ourselves. You know, we, we run into that a yeah. lot on, on this show. Um, we do it because we love it, and it's because who we are, but it's not all of who we are. And I think, do you... I know you have your own production company. Um, do you find a little more freedom in kind of being able to explore all aspects of what your interest is because you have a production company and you might be, you can give yourself a little more options? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, for the past um, about four years, I've really pulled away from doing a lot of in front of camera stuff. I moved to mm-hmm. Montreal in Canada. Sure. Wow. Um, just to kind of like, you know, pull away from L.A. and, and you know, just different things. I wanted a different life experience. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. living in a French city when my French is pretty crap, um, you know, also <laughs> was an impetus for me to begin to explore and create more of my own content. And, and so it was largely through, you know, following my own curiosity. I think, you know, one of the first, uh, well, I produced, a film called Mulligans, maybe around like 2008. That was mm-hmm. my first feature. And then uh, started to be asked by, at first, Logo um, in the U.S. to to look at doing some documentary work. And the first one was Positive Youth, which was a look at uh, a rise of uh, transmission of uh, in HIV in young people across North America. Mm-hmm. And then from there, just started to realize, oh, this, this world of documentary is fascinating to me. And I can learn so much about people by being on this side of the camera, directing and, and actively listening and, and you know, just being <laughs> engrossed in, like, what's going on in their life. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, like, really these past four or five years, um, directing and uh, being involved in, in more of the doc world, it's just been such an enriching experience. I feel so lucky for it. Mm-hmm, um, sure. yeah. When asked to yeah. do a film, like when Matt asked me to do Paternity Leave, I love it, you know, and mm-hmm. I feel really lucky to, uh, um, you know, to still be considered in that world. But um, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's like it's uh, that driving force that used to exist to be in right. front of camera is, is no longer a burning flame. It's just right. kind of like a smoldering. Sure, sure. But I have to say, please do more. You and Matt Riddle Hoover need to team up, team up more often because you you're really funny in the film, and we need to see you know every now and then throw us a bone. We just want to see that. That'd be great. So so hopefully that'll happen more often. Now, uh, as we wind down here, uh, we'd we'd like to let our listeners know where they can get uh, the movie Paternity Leave and any other of your. projects and documentaries that you've been filming so where's a place they can go to uh, watch it buy it get it download it uh any of it thanks so much um easiest 
place with paternity leave is just to go to the film website, which is paternityleavefilm.com. Okay. And then there's a pre-order link that has uh, buttons for iTunes, Vimeo, Vudu, Google Play, the DVD, et cetera, all the, all the different uh, wonderful platforms that the yeah. film will be on. Um, and then my production company site is border2border.ca. That's B-O-R-D-E-R, the number two, and then border-again.ca, and that has uh, a bunch of my, you know, more recent documentaries and sure, film sure. stuff up there for people to explore. Well, see, I think it's amazing. You know, on Outspoken, we we always try to spotlight uh, queer uh, talent and queer people who are not afraid to step up um, and just be who they are. And uh, mm-hmm. I really appreciate being able to watch you throughout the years, and I'm really glad you did this movie. It was more than fun. And now for Sergey's and I's uh, very selfish request of you, sir. <laughs> yes, we, and, and this is something we ask of all of our uh, celebrities. So uh, if if you wouldn't mind saying, uh, hi, this is uh, Charlie, Charlie David. David. You are listening to Outspoken. And then we can snip that and uh, play it later. Sure, of course. All right, whenever you're ready. Hi, this is Charlie David, and you're listening to Outspoken. And then I'll be playing that Perfect. because you're you're you have a golden voice, sir. So I can just listen to you forever. But thank you for taking time <laughs> to be with us on Outspoken. Um, I know I'm going to be watching that movie again and again, and uh, I look forward to your future projects. Oh, thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate this, this oh, important thank, interest. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank well, you. you have a wonderful Sunday, sir. Yeah, you guys too. Okay. Take thank care. you. Bye. 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 And that was Outspoken's interview with actor, producer, writer, director, uh, everything you can do in film, um, documentary filmmaker, Charlie David. You might remember him from Dante's Cove, which was the gay soap opera or the LGBT soap opera on the Here TV network back in the day. Um, latest film, Paternity Leave. Sergey and I give it a thumbs up. We it's, did. It's very entertaining and a lot of fun. So please, it drops Tuesday. I don't think a movie drops. Does it? Is it only music? Mm, that music drops? drops. Movies do not. Movies re- they release. release. They release. So the yeah. the the DVD version and the way to download it releases on Tuesday. We will have uh, both sites yeah. of where you can get it on our website, Facebook, and on Twitter as well. So look for it there. Exactly, and then go ahead and watch it. We're gonna take a really quick song break before we come back with more amazing outspoken. This is going to be "Say It Isn't So" by the Outfield. We are back with KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This is Outspoken. Who sang that song? Uh, that was The Outfield. The Outfield. Yeah. Who sings that song. I just got a text asking who that was. So. Yeah, that was The Outfield. So, so there you go if you're listening still. Yeah, it, actually, he's my favorite. One that, of my favorite people. That's actually uh, where I play baseball. In the outfield. In the, is that where you play I don't play know. It? No, I, I don't know. know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> actually, um, we need to like steal a microphone and put it over. We... We always love it when we get oh yes we we, we, we get do. visited by one of our favorite all time interns who has his own radio show down in Pullman, uh, Houston. And so when he does that, we like to surprise him and put him on the mic. <laughs> we do, and then it gets real crazy in in the studio. Mics are all intersecting. all over the place. And I, and I love it. I love it. But Houston, welcome again. 
Thank you. I, should we keep welcoming? I, I figure you just have a home. It's all good. You <laughs> can just pretend that I'm always here. You well, are you, always you, here. First of all, you make Sergey's life easier because um, you, yes. you take over the boards. And, and not only that, but he music. always has, yeah, the music. He always has amazing <gasps> good songs. Great that he just music. In. Like that one. People yeah. don't normally text us and ask who we just played when it's us. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, when Houston's on. Well, thanks. We're like, hey, I, I'm no, just saying. It's, it's true. It's true. It's true. I like our music. I'm just saying. <laughs> This I'm about to to cross the six thousand song mark on my computer. <gasps> wow, six thousand songs. Are you serious? Yeah. Ooh. I don't even know. Wait, I know no, what I have enough. How many do you have left to, to get there? To the six thousand <laughs> mark. If you say five thousand, uh, then it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only five thousand nine hundred and fifty five away. Uh yes. four hundred and ten. Oh, that's uh, all right. Okay. That's like that's actually, like, that's not bad. I mean, because that means you yeah. have a lot of songs. On yeah, exactly. Record. That's like what twenty albums. That's like thirty mm-hmm. albums. Two albums. If I get the now, that's what I call music. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, just get the whole collection. That's there. You go. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, what no. what are they on? Like fifty four. Now that's what I, I call music. One hundred twenty. Right. You know? I, I just know. looked the other day. They've come out with. I think four just this year already. Really? What? Yeah. Oh, see, oh and they gosh. started way back in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, I I, you've, right. Yeah. And then so they do the, a while. They do the now that's what I call Christmas. As oh, well. they do? They, that's right. No one needs yeah. that. No. I'm saying right now. <laughs> no one needs that. It's a lot of record, right? So, Houston, you are so also are fulfilling our straight talk segment. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> right. Because you, you are our straight uh, ally. Right there. So, yes, you know, I just wanted to point that out. I also, know. we're oh. uh, for all the single straight ladies out there, we are trying to uh, <laughs> hook Houston up on a date. Right. Because I'm concerned we're giving, for my straight hey, friends who are single. Look, for those of you that have nothing to do this whole week, uh, Thanksgiving week, you're off of school. You Guess know, who's also is here Friday's going to be a boring day for you because you don't have school or work. Right. You know what? Houston's here. So We are here to tell you that he is stylish. He's, he's a very little metro, stylish. so at least your guy will have style. <laughs> yes, yeah. You know what? He ha- we, he's a DJ on his own show. We're still yes. debating the whole kissing thing, so just don't kiss on the first date. Just yeah. let it happen. He first, might be he, a little awkward. We, we don't know. We don't know if he's full tongue or all teeth. We're just trying to help the guy out. The yeah, problem is, I don't know what I'm doing either. <laughs> I don't know how to describe that. No. I know. I know. And honestly, you have tried to show it, and like, and it's not pretty. No, it's just, it, it doesn't really happen. It's just, but we're trying to help the Houston man. Houston, the what's Houston your, man. Can please. you tell us what your um, DJ name is, please? Oh, I mean, I have many. Oh, well, what's my favorite? I don't know. Oh, you what said is it, it earlier. Is it DJ Young Buckets? There it is. Young okay. Buckets. I love that that's yeah, the yeah, a DJ yeah. name. DJ Young Buckets. And it's spelled all wrong. You have to remember. Right. There's like Z's and... Right. And this buckets. is what I love because yeah. I asked Youngs. you what how your show is. You're like, it's totally goofy. And I'm like, I, I would love your show. Right. Exactly. <laughs> So why, why else we would you have, have a show? We have trained you well, yeah. sir. We have <laughs> There's no structure to it whatsoever. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sounds familiar. I wonder who you learned that from. <laughs> wow, no structure. See, huh. work with Outspoken, and you're going to go on to your own show that is a hot mess. Exactly. It, that's just yeah. what happens right now. But it'll be not on a Sunday. <laughs> right. That's taken. Houston, you can't yeah. do right. our thing. So earlier. It's on a Thursday. <laughs> right. A hot mess Thursday. And it's, it's, it, he goes till one in the morning. Yeah. yeah. So you're, he's you're very kind, but he's always asking me, have you listened? And I mean to listen. You're, but he yeah. also knows it's till one in the morning, and Jonathan is yes. not twenty. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. I was that was that. Uh, were you giving that me was a, a read? dig at me? Oh, that was a dig at me for not being twenty. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, gotcha. Because at this age, I'm like, what? Ten o'clock? What? Where's my bed? Yeah, <laughs> ten yeah. o'clock. Where's my bed? No, you're like a late night host, late night show host, but on a radio. 
I am. You it's, are. It's super fun, though, because... So you're Jimmy Fallon. Uh, yeah, I know, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, because I'm supposed to go from 10 to midnight, Okay. Mm-hmm. but there's no one after me until 6 in the morning. So that's you go amazing. to 6 in the morning? So if one time, win, I want to go... To 6 in the do morning? It. Yeah. Okay, oh, so wow. just keep going. The night you do that, you bring Sergey and I down, and we're going to wa- We're gonna be on your show. I love show, that you keep inviting ourselves down there. I, I know, I just want to be on the yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> to 6 in the morning? Honey, you were just saying about the 10 o'clock bed I know, thing. but that'll make it even more fun, because we will oh, okay. be crazy. All right. It'll be so yeah. delirious. Yes, that's fun. Buzzed up on coffee. And you're... You got to be, yeah. you not telling me you're totally curious about how Houston runs his show because we just get to show up and be guests and watch him how he r- runs the show. I'm mm-hmm. very no, fascinated. No, it's true. By I this. do. I do want to visit. I, I do want to visit. It's fun. <laughs> right? It's fun. I think that'd be awesome. Promise that it's fun? 90% promise. <laughs> 90% promise. Okay. We, you Here's heard it thing. here. It'll be the one time, and it's for everybody down. You know, it's K U G R. Yes. What does that mean? Cougar. I know. It's Cougar. Every time he does Cougar it, he's like, Cougar oh, that's Radio. Cougar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think it's so fun that it's K U G R, Cougar. Right? Yeah. And it'll be the one time all your friends will know, like, all this cool music, and then every once in a while, there's Sam Smith and Adele, yeah. and then all of, a sudden, <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden, Bette Midler starts singing, and they're like, what oh, yeah, is yeah. going what on is on it? your show right now? <laughs> Turns into a full-on <laughs> disco. You're just like, what? Is, yeah. Well, I've had to alter the playlist already, because I'm into the, the heavier music sure. than normally people aren't, right? and so yeah. the first show, I really had to decide what I was going to play because that is going to set the tone for the rest of the time. So I in a da- yeah. Well, and this is how important Houston puts thought process into songs. So earlier he was picking songs for us to play today and he will seriously listen part of it and goes, mm, that's not upbeat enough. Move to the next yeah. one. Mm, yep. That's just not going to, that's actually too upbeat. I'm like, wow, you know that is more you thought know, than we ever put That it is the mark of a real DJ. <laughs> right. And this is, this is, here's the thing. We're, we're talk show. We love to talk, but the oh, music yeah. is kind of like, all right, well, oh, we need music. We typically we don't love remember until five we love minutes music. before we're on the air. <laughs> well, right, right, right. <laughs> so it really, it really does help when Houston is here, the music man. Uh, well, the and he always brings us new music. People always like always it. Does. And you know always something does. fun that we have done, and we have to give Curter credit. Yeah. He started a wonderful partnership with different music producers, and we, we get to do the fun part of having an up-and-coming singer, someone who has really a base of fans already, who does fun and exciting music, come on our show, yeah. and they get to announce a new song that we get to play live. And guess what we get to do today? That very we thing. We do. We Today we get to talk to Miguel Angelo. And, we uh, totally messed your name up. But you know what? We're going to talk about the song Immigrant. So, Miguel, are you there? I'm here. Hi, guys. How are you? Wonderful. Well. How are you? Can you say your name for us? Because we probably butchered it. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Miguel, Miguel Angelo. Now, Miguel, you have yeah. the voice of an angel, yeah. my friend. <laughs> you have a beautiful voice. Just to see my body. Oh, oh okay. hey, I've, are I you have, offering? I've stalked you online, so no worries oh, about you. that at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we want to talk. Tell us briefly about this song that you want our listeners to hear today. Well, you know, immigrants is about mostly, you know, because uh, I'm from Venezuela and I left my country mm-hmm. uh, 17 years ago. I was looking for my dreams to be in another place where I can feel safe and with freedom to just follow my dreams. Mm-hmm. So I went to Germany just to study opera. And then, but, I, you know, I never feel like at home. So, but it's a part of the song. In, the song is in Spanish, but it's a part of the song that actually in, in the show I sing the song in English. That I say that all of us we are immigrants in the moment that we left our mother's womb. Oh, wow. sure. So yeah, all of us huh. we are immigrants. Wow. It's, it's basically about that. It's about looking for freedom and being an immigrant, whatever you sure. are, but sure. free. 
That's amazing. Now, tell us before we uh, go to the song, tell people where they can go get this song. Oh, okay. And my CD is mm-hmm. available in CD, CD Baby and iTunes. You just go to, you know, Michelangelo and the song is over there. The Immigrants. That's the, the third oh. song and Immigrants is the number six. Okay. And what oh, is your, amazing. and what is this album called? The album called La Casa Azul, The Blue House. It's actually just oh. reviewed to one of my yeah. favorites or my idols in the world, um, Frida Kahlo. Oh, gosh. Amazing. Oh, sorry, I love her. Um, anyways, <laughs> thank you so much. We're very excited. You said, and the name of the song, I said immigrants, but isn't it's immigrantes? Yeah, it's immigrants in Spanish. It's inmigrantes. So just put in the E-S in the end. Inmigrantes. Also, and be expecting my marriage proposal in the near future. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much, sir. Keep oh, making Jonathan. amazing music. And we're going to let everybody know on all of our sites where they can get your new album. Thank you so much, guys, and be kiss. <laughs> Have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye. And here it is, Immigrantes. You are back. KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. This is Outspoken. We are here. That was Miguel Angelo yes. with Immigrantes. And I love... Th- Some I, of your I just want to say... I know. I nailed it. I mean, yeah. if I'm going to marry him, I have to at least try. Yeah, right. You know. Um... I do like the concept. I like that he told us what the concept is, that we're yeah, all really we're, immigrants. We are. The minute we leave our mother's womb, you are I didn't like the world. imagery. Did not like the imagery, well, but no. you know That's what? That's kind of a theme it's, for today's right. show, though. Wombs Charlie and, David. And, and, and mothers pregnant and Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the pregnancy, pregnancy thing. You know pregnant, I mean. yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, I, I will okay. tell you that Miguel has a beautiful singing voice. Just gorgeous. He, Even yeah. beyond that, check out more of his music. Please I'm, do. I mean, Please Houston, do. on your show, you should try playing. <laughs> Playing because you know I'm I'm gonna you steer have you a right. Spanish hour. You should. I'm gonna steer you right. Yeah, Houston. but I'm but Spani- Spanish you. hour does not mean playing football. Do not don't play football. Just just don't. pitbull. That pitbull. doesn't just, count. Uh, he's Spanish. He's yeah, Cuban. but he's yes, he is Cuban, and I that's appreciate Spanish. that. And honestly, that's, that's I find him attractive as well. Today's show is just all about who Jonathan yeah. finds attractive. It really is, and I'm who is he going to propose to again? I have only I haven't proposed in like six months. Okay. No, you're and right. I love that you're, you're calling right. me out, but it's been six months. I used to propose to every guest. You really did. I did. No, it was no, a big. And I did bad. understand that I was even like, Jonathan, come on. Yeah, like, but, oof, but hey, Houston, you should, <laughs> that should be a thing. Proposing Do to you guests? have regular Wait, yeah, proposing shit? to people? Right. <laughs> I mean, we hey, are trying to Here's how you get, get you, a girlfriend. Right? You propose to her on the <laughs> first date. We're trying. Hey, just establish. Yeah, right. right. I want to date you. I also want to marry you. Right. Right. Do you have any, like, regular shtick you do on your show or regular something segments, I guess, is another <laughs> word for shtick? Um, I normally do what sporting events are going to be happening throughout the oh, week so until straight. I'll announce it. <laughs> no. I don't have to do that. The other one I did do... Uh, my dad actually came up with it, Sergeant oh, Tilly. Oh, nice. Oh, Sergeant Tilly. We love Tilly. Sergeant Tilly. He said I should put a weather rock outside the studio. Yes, the weather. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Love and it so, so I did much. it the other night. And I <gasps> saw, did. I said, my weather rock is wet. It's raining. And I was right. It was raining. Brilliant. Wow. First of all, I love the idea of the weather rock. And the innovation is, is crazy to me. I know. I, uh, I mean, that's <laughs> cutting edge. Te- it's NASA technology. It's and foolproof. It, <laughs> it really is. is. I could have even done the joke, too, because that windstorm, I could have said, <laughs> I don't see my weather rock. It must be windy. Exactly. I could have done that. You could have done it. Because it was on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. Tuesday Wednesday. windstorm. I was going to say, learn. It was on Tuesday. The storm? Yeah. Oh, the was storm was, a, was on a It Tuesday. was on a day of the week. It was yes. on it was a really rough day of weekends. my week. 
It was not a good day. No, for a lot Um, of people. And it's not a good day for a lot of people still today. Still, yeah. As a lot of South Hill, the CEO came out of a Vista, and he came out and said that it could be the middle of the week for those still looking for power. Yeah, I and think that's there's still like insane. 45, 50,000 people without power. Yeah, right. And no, we haven't had this happen ever since this the winds. Well, no, this is bigger than the, this the is biggest, ice storm. This is the biggest catastrophe uh, Avista has had in its 127 year history. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <sighs> so, now, we talked you know about what? making history that's, earlier. That's, that's not crazy. what we meant. No, it isn't. That is not a thing. Okay. Before we yes. finish up the show, I, this is really important because we have not done this in a while. Oh. Uh, I really want to play the straight talk intro segments because just do it. you know Houston's here. And it's it kind of qualifies. We we'll made it work. It. Um, Houston, just pick one, and we can. Yeah, we'll, it doesn't we'll, matter because they're both fun. They're bo- or play both. You know yeah. what? Why don't do we it. do that? We have time. Maybe. 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 And yep. straight talk. Straight talk. Straight. Straight talk. Talk. Totally rad because it's straight talk. Perfection. I love that so much. They work. Perfection, Perfection is they the do best work. part. Yeah. Here's the thing. You put that together when you were our you intern did. here. And so that's yeah. as also honoring Houston. Wait, when I was an intern here? You well, now yeah. you're just like oh, family. I've risen higher. Jonathan. He is. He's been given promotion. Definitely not the firing. <laughs> no, I love it when Houston visits the studio. And yes. we are, we are, we it's have a, It's a gift ourselves. that keeps giving. It's we are going to invade his radio show one day soon. Yes. It's going to, please. Because I have to say the weather rock. I know. Oh, I need to see I, it. I'm really fascinated. I want you this. to paint Weather Rock on it. I want. I want to see the. You know, give it a logo. Maybe <laughs> stay up that. So since I haven't taken any, I haven't used the studio phone. I could sure. take requests <gasps> for what to paint. I love there that. That would go. be amazing on the Weather Rock. So yeah. here's the thing. Right now, Houston, it. do they have to be down in Pullman to hear your show? No. Let's you find could out be where can that happen. Anywhere in the world. Oh my in God. the world. Wow. Just got tingles. Okay. Where? And that's because it only streams online. Hey, that's even better. Oh, that's really cool. Wait, where, where, where do you go? Where can we hear it? So you can go to KUGR.org mm. and then just click cougar. the listen tab. It's, yeah, it stands for Cougar. Right. It's so crazy. It is amazing. WSU Someone Cougs. was smart. And uh, But you can only do that if you're on a computer. <laughs> because so if I'm just out taking The hike, mobile app. It doesn't work. <laughs> right. <laughs> the mobile app doesn't work. Oh, so you have to download oh, the well, TuneIn app. Okay, oh, yeah. But you can listen and tune in. Yes. Oh, and you can search we encourage. KG. See, this okay. is what we have all begun right, right, in right. the world. Outspoken loves helping people. And then Houston came on and was amazing. And then he goes on to his own show. And there's a chance, everybody put good vibes out there, that he might intern at Sirius. Which please do. Yes. And we please want him do. to in yeah. D.C. But see, you just just hang out with us and, and great yeah, things could happen. Yeah. Shameless plug. Apparently there not to yeah. us, but <laughs> right. it to everybody else. <laughs> uh, I love it. <laughs> yes, and hire Houston. We we highly recommend him. Yeah. Well, I think that's our show for today. So um, <laughs> we'll see. Don't you. be too excited. Yeah. Next week. Next hey, week. It's Thanksgiving it's week. Thanksgiving. Everybody have an amazing. We holiday. have one of our biggest fans on with us, Joshua Swan. Yeah, Joshua is he is an activist and just an amazing fan all around. He is going to be our co-host for the weekend of thanksgiving show with it's just next week we're going to play lots of games and just have a good time so tune in for that until then have an amazing week (laughs) 